Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for April 10th, 2023. So I'm teaching a series on the miracles of Jesus. I've been teaching this series all year long, and this is part 57 of the series. But we just went through a break, well, for us, spring break. And so Isabella and I and, and the kids, we were on spring break, uh, two of our kids anyway, and we enjoyed ourselves. We had an amazing spring break. We went to Thailand. We It was, it was great. Went to Phuket and really enjoyed some time with the kids. Just really, I enjoyed spending time with, with God one-on-one. It, we, we all need, remember this, se- this season, this year, I've been telling you all year that we believe that this is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. And so you need to be refreshed and restored. Man, I tell you what, I, I feel like I'm refreshed, I'm restored, I'm ready uh, to continue on and do whatever it is that God has called me to do. And that's what we're going to be talking about this morning. And so as I get into this message, uh, uh, part 57 of the overall series, we encounter Jesus on, in this particular miracle where he heals a man with edema, or some people call it dropsy. And as he does it, he confronts the Pharisees about their hypocrisy. The title of today's message is Confronting Hypocrisy. So put in the chat, I will not be a hypocrite. I will not, as a man of God, as a woman of God, I'm going to do my best not to be a hypocrite. I want my audio to match my video and my video to match my audio. Put in the chat, I will not be a hypocrite. We confront hypocrisy. We want to be the men and the women that God has called us to be. So get ready to receive the word. All right, so we're going to get into the word for this morning. Before we do, before we get into the actual miracle of Jesus healing the man uh, with uh, with dropsy or edema, I want to um, look at a scripture we've been looking at all year, Psalms 126 and verse 4. Remember, I'm telling you, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. Put in the chat, I am refreshed and I'm restored. We say, if, if you might have to say it by faith, but say, I'm refreshed, I'm restored. This is what the Bible says. Now, Lord, do it again. Say, do it again. Do it again. Restore us to the former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until every dry heart is drenched again. We, we want to see dry hearts. There are people that walking with God over time, there's some areas of their lives that got dry. And so it dried up. And every dry area, put in the chat, no dry areas for me. I'm declaring that every dry area of your life, in your heart, with God, will be will be drenched again in this season. This is a season of refreshing, and this is a season of restoring for us. All right, so let's get into the miracle. This is uh, John chapter 14. Now, let me say this. I'm teaching on the miracles of Jesus. I only have this one, one I'm going to deal with tomorrow, and then I get into the last one, which is raising Lazarus from the dead. And uh, I'm going to give you an advanced warning that once I get into Lazarus, I'm probably going to be teaching on Lazarus for about a month. Now, let me say this. When the Lord gave me on New Year's Eve, uh, I was in VCMI Suitland on New Year's Eve when the Lord told me to teach on the miracles uh, to start the year. I I had no idea it was going to take this long. So uh, I thought we would probably be done middle of February or something. Here we are in April, and I'm not going to be done to at least May. So, uh, but anyway, to God be the glory. Uh, I, I love the way that God gives me uh, the ability to teach his word in a, in a, in a way that is, is systematic, that is organized, that, that I'm going line by line, line by line, precept by precept, 
and pulling all of these things out so that people can, myself included, walk in the word. Put in the chat, say, I am walking in the word of God. We want us to not just walk in the spirit, we're walking in the word. And as I'm walking in the word, I'm walking in the spirit and vice versa. All right, so here's our miracle for today. John chapter 14, verses one through six. It took me a while to get it all set up because obviously I just got back from vacation. I'm trying to give you all of this. Let's take a look at what the text says. John chapter 14, verses one through six from the Passion Translation. One Sabbath, Jesus was on his way to dine with a prominent Jewish religious leader for a festive meal. Everyone was watching him because it was Saturday and they wanted to see if he was going to heal somebody on a Saturday. So just then, all of a sudden, standing right in front of him was a man with his limbs suffering from edema. Jesus asked the experts of the law, the Pharisees that were present, he says, does the law permit a man to heal on the Sabbath day? It's Saturday. You know, you see this man is sick. Does the law permit me to heal him on the Sabbath day? Because it's a Saturday. Is it right or is it wrong? The Bible says no one dared to answer. So Jesus then turned to the sick man. I love this right here. I don't know if God will lead me to come back and deal with this point, but, but let me just say this. He says, the text says, releasing healing to him. Jesus had healing and he says, he released the healing to the man and sent him on his way. And immediately the man was healed. And Jesus said to them all, now he addressed the Pharisees. He addressed everybody present. He asked the question, if one of your children or one of your animals fell into a well, wouldn't you do all that you could to rescue that animal, even though it was a Saturday? And the Bible says, verse six, there was nothing they could say. All were silenced. Now to better understand what edema is or dropsy, let me give you, a, I'm not a medical professional, but I had to look this up. Edema is the abnormal fluid accumulation in the, the tissues of the body. And so it causes swelling, like, like really, really, really bad swelling. And this man had swelling in his limbs, in his arms. It causes swelling in like your legs, your feet, your arms, and even your face. And this is due to maybe inactivity, salt retention. It could happen because of pregnancy, medications, heart problems, kidney disease, liver disease, uh, maybe issues with your lymph nodes or et cetera. Modern treatment today um, will involve like lifestyle changes and a series of medications is all going to be based on whatever was causing the edema. But Jesus was not looking to provide <laughs> medication. Jesus was not looking to provide a, a series of treatments. Jesus was looking to provide healing. He released healing into the man. So there he was. Jesus was surrounded by the Pharisees on a Saturday and everybody, there was tension there, Saturday. Is this man gonna heal somebody on Saturday? Is it gonna happen again? Is he gonna heal somebody on a Saturday? And for him to heal somebody on a Saturday, somebody needed to be sick and bump, but all of a sudden this man shows up with edema and he's right there in front and everybody's looking. What is going to happen? And Jesus asked the question, man, what, what, what is it right for me to heal on this? I know it's Saturday y'all, but is it right? If, if you have uh, your child or let's say you have even an animal and they fall into a ditch and it just so happens to be Saturday. Are you going to look at your child and say, hey, sorry, buddy. Uh, it's Saturday. I can't do no work on Saturday. I guess I'm going to have to come back tomorrow. You just stay there. I'll see you tomorrow. I'll see you after sundown because I can't do any work on the Sabbath. She's like, no, you would get them out. And just like you would get them out for your child or for an animal. Come on. Why are you focused so much on the rules? And I love that when he asked the question, the Bible says they had nothing to say. He silenced them all because of their hypocrisy. He was really dealing with the Pharisees. So what does this mean for you 
today. There's a lot in this text. I'm going to try to deal with seven things for you this morning real quick. All right, here we go. Y'all ready? Here we go. Number one, God wants us to prioritize people over protocol. Put in the chat, say, I prioritize people over protocol. Protocol has its place. I got it. But as a man of God, as a woman of God, I prioritize people over protocol because that's what God wants. Protocol never held Jesus back. Jesus was all about dealing with real people, with real issues, extending to them real love from a real God. And so Jesus taught us to to prioritize the needs of people, humans, over rules or religious practices. When faced between, oh, let me obey this rule or let me minister to this person, Jesus always chose ministering to the person. And so Jesus chose healing over adherence to supposed rules, right? So at the end of the day, our faith should be centered on love and compassion, not performance-based religion. Put in the the chat, say, I walk in love and compassion. I'm walking with God every day and the Holy Spirit is leading me to walk in love, to walk in compassion, not performance-based religion. I am I'm delivered from performance-based religion. If you listen to me long enough, you will be delivered from performance-based religion. Put that in the chat. Say, I'm delivered from performance-based religion. Number two, our goal should be to pursue God's priorities every day. At the end of the day, as a man of God, as a woman of God, our goal should be to pursue God's priorities on a daily basis. All I want is what God wants. All I want to do is whatever God wants me to do on a daily basis. I just want to do, literally this morning when when I woke up, Isabella and I obviously still dealing with jet lag. So I woke up at like two o'clock in the morning, then three o'clock in the morning. And as, as I'm sitting there and, you know, our, our, our inner clock is all messed up, uh, uh, but it's going to be recovered today. Glory to God. But anyway, when I was sitting there, I was just, I, I don't know why, but I just started thinking about it like, Lord, you know what? My life is just all, I, all I want is what you want for me. Like I, I was thinking about all these things running through my mind and I'm like, all I want to do with my life, with the years that I have left, I'm 50 years old. And I've been walking with God for 28 years. I'm like, Lord, all I want to do is whatever you want me to do. Whatever you want is what I want. And and that's it. I don't want anything else. Our priority should be God's priorities on a daily basis. Jesus only said what he heard the Father say. He, He only did what he was led by the Father to do. He said, I'm not on this planet to perform my will. I'm only on this planet to perform the will of the one that sent me. I am only here. Put in the chat, say, all I want is what God wants for me. That's what you want to say. That's how we're supposed to live. All I want is what God wants for me. We got to be led by the Holy Spirit like that. Jesus healed this man with edema. And he knew that it was going to be a problem with the Pharisees. He knew that it was a Saturday. He knew that people was watching. He knew that there were people that were more focused on rules than on a relationship with the Father. They were more focused on rules than love for this man. It was almost like the man didn't even matter. Jesus was moved with compassion for the man. And why? Because he was led by the Holy Spirit. This is a reminder to us that we're supposed to be led by the Holy Spirit in all things. Put in the chat, I am led by the Holy Spirit. When I'm led by the Holy Spirit, will the Holy Spirit lead me to live a life that is pleasing in God's sight? Yes. Sometimes that's going to mean that other people will see me and be like, oh, okay, cool. That's how you're supposed to live. And sometimes it will mean that some people will look at me and say, hey, wait a minute, you didn't comply with this rule. You didn't comply with that rule. You didn't do it the way that we want you to do it, right? And so because of that, that's wrong. At the end of the day, the Holy Spirit will never lead me contrary to the word of God. The spirit of God will never lead you contrary to the word of God. If you're led by the Holy Spirit, you're walking in the word, you'll be just fine. 
You can't be moved by people. You can only be moved by God. Say amen to that. All right, number three, when we have a true love for God, it will manifest in our deeds and not just our words. So when we have a true love for God, you can't get, put it, put it in the chat, say it this way. I will not give God lip service. So at the end of the day, when you're led by the Holy Spirit, what you don't want to do is give God lip service. You don't want to just get, be close. Jesus said, these people, they draw near to me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. The Pharisees were right there. They were more concerned with rules than this man, the man that had dropsy, the man that had edema. His, his limp, limbs were swollen, but they could care less about that. They wanted more adherence and compliance with the law. The Pharisees claimed to have a relationship with God, but they were praising God with their lips. Their heart was far from God. When you walk with God, when you're led by the Holy Spirit, not only will you have empathy, but you will have compassion. Put in the chat, say, I have empathy and compassion. Let me talk about both. Empathy means God is going to help me to feel what you feel. God, empathy means that I am empathizing. I'm God, the love of God in my heart is causing me to feel what you feel. I have, I am empathetic towards you. And now like Jesus looked at the man. Okay. Now I connect with the man. I can connect with your, with your plight. I can connect with what you're going through. Although I'm not in it, I'm a blessed man. I, I'm not going through what you're going through, but I can connect with you. Why? So that I can minister to you. And so connecting with you, that's empathy. Jesus took it to another level. Compassion then causes empathy to turn into action. And Jesus was moved with compassion for this man. He didn't just have empathy. He was moved with compassion. Now, the Pharisees were right there. It seemed like they didn't have empathy or compassion. They were more focused on rules. So in the face of legalism, put in the chat, I will not, I will not be legalistic. In the face of legalism, Jesus chose empathy and compassion without regard for the rules, without regard for what they were going to say. He healed the man. Why? Because he was led by the Holy Spirit. When you're led by the Holy Spirit, you will have empathy and compassion. Say amen to that. All right. Number four, God wants us to break away from the bondage of legalism and performance-based religion. You break away from legalism and performance-based religion. Put in the chat, I will not be legalistic. I will not be like, I am being delivered from performance-based religion. I will not be legalistic. Jesus challenged the Pharisees because they had a legalistic mindset. And I'm, I know you probably met people like this in church, very judgmental, very legalistic. They're, they're criticizing everybody. This person, they're going to hell. These people, they're going to hell. You know, uh, what? All these people wearing pants in church. These women wearing pants in church going to hell. These women that wearing makeup, they're going to hell. It's, I don't know what Bible you read and do, but but these the Pharisees were very legalistic, and they're unfortunately are Christians today, 2023, that are very legalistic as well. Jesus was there operating in the love and the compassion and the mercy of God. This man had swollen limbs and Jesus wanted to do something about it because he was led by the Holy Spirit to do it. He was led by the Holy Spirit in all things. And when you're led by the Holy Spirit, watch this, the Holy Spirit will lead you out of the bondage of legalism. The bondage of where where I grew up in a very legalistic church, I grew up with a very legalistic mindset where my I was always focused on rules and all of these things that I had to do right and, and then Saturday morning would come and I had to go to the confession and then I had to confess, oh my God, what I, all these things I did wrong this week and all of these things. And I was really focused on my performance and it was performance-based religion and it was legalistic and I had no relationship with Jesus. 
And I got born again when I was 23 because I, I, I saw people that had a real relationship with Jesus. And I said to God, I've been in church all my life and I don't have what these people have. I want what they have. God, would you save me? And in that moment, I got born again. I had to be delivered from being legalistic. I had to be delivered from performance-based religion. Religious people focus on rules. And God just wants us to have a relationship with him. Now, this doesn't mean, come on now, please don't go there. This doesn't mean that, Rick, are you saying that grace is a license to sin? Paul says, certainly not. Of course not. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I'm saying that I'm not living my life focused on a bunch of rules and being very legalistic and judgmental and criticizing everybody. I'm walking in the, in the grace and the Holy Spirit of God, and he will lead us to draw people with his love. Religious people claim this. Let me just close out this point with something John said, the apostle John, grandpa John. I love first, second, third John, because they were written when John was about 90 years old. And so he had been walking with God for decades by this point. So grandpa John writes, there are people that claim to love a God they cannot see. But if you claim to love a God that you cannot see, but then fail to love the people that you see down here, <laughs> you're lying. You don't love God at all. So your love for God, this God that you cannot see, is supposed to be manifested in loving people that you see down here every day. Say amen to that, all right? All right, number five. I have a couple more for you this morning. Number five, God's grace manifests itself in radical love, radical love. Put in the chat, say, I have radical love. The grace of God will manifest itself in radical love. Let me explain. The grace of God is so good that for people that, that were raised in church, for people that are very legalistic and ritualistic, people that are fixed on rituals and rites and routines, that kind of thing. For these people, the grace of God and the love of God seems almost scandalous at times. It seems like, and they don't even realize that they're in this type of bondage. Like I remember I was sharing with a, a pastor friend of mine a couple of weeks ago before I went on vacation. I said, man, I don't know why, but the Holy Spirit brought this back to my remembrance. I was on vacation around his church. That weekend, I wasn't preaching at his church. I was just on vacation in the area. And I just so happened to go with my family there, but we were on vacation. So we were like in, in like jeans or I think I took some jeans or something, whatever. But his church is the, the style of church where everybody suits up, like, you know, Sunday best. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying that, you know, suit and tie, whole nine yards. So whenever I preach at his church, I wear a suit and tie because that's what they wear. And I don't want to, you know, I don't want to cause no problems, that kind of thing. So, um, but anyway, you know, I, I, I'm good. I can preach in a suit and tie and I can preach in jeans and Jordans. You know, I'm good. But anyway, I'm there. And while I was there, somebody else was preaching. And at the end, some, some way, somehow, they led me to grab the mic. I grabbed the mic and I ministered and the power of God moved. And it was like a, a, a supernatural move of God. And, and when we were done, he said this to me. And I, I don't think he even realized what he was saying. He was like, wow, the power of God moved. No, I think he even said it from the pulpit. He said, the power of God moved. He said, and he doesn't even have a suit on. Now, I didn't say anything at the time because I didn't want to address it. But then years later, a couple of weeks ago, we were having this conversation. I said, dude, you, you, I don't know why I'm bringing this up now, but do you realize that, you know, you said this? And he was like, man, no, I, I, he said, I don't remember saying that, but, but you're right. That's probably something I would have said back then. When, when, you, when you don't live grace-based, you, you focus on stuff that doesn't matter. When you don't, I mean, when, when, you're, when you're living by the grace of God, then the grace of God for people that are religious, 
it seems scandalous. It seems almost too good to be true. Like, like Jesus, okay, Jesus takes a woman who was caught in the very act of adultery. And the Pharisees was like, what sayest thou? The, the law says we can stone her to death. What sayest thou, Jesus? Jesus is like, man, let me extend the grace of God. Let me ex extend this scandalous grace to this woman. And he says, okay, well, if anybody hears without sin, you cast the fir first stone. And, and the Bible says that they left from the oldest to the youngest. I don't have time to teach in all of that. But this woman was caught in the very act of adultery. And instead of Jesus condemning her, he extended the grace and the love of God towards her. There was another woman that he met at the well, and this woman had been married and divorced five times. And she was shacking up with somebody right now. And Jesus used her. He revealed himself as the Messiah to this woman. And she became the first evangelist of the New Testament church. And she went out and preached a revival. This woman who had been married and divorced five times and was shacking up with somebody, Jesus used her to go start a revival. Legalistic people say, no, oh, you, no, the devil is lying. You can't do that. You can't do that. See, sometimes you don't even realize how religious you are. Sometimes you don't even realize how, how bound you are to religion. Jesus was there and he said, listen, you guys are, are focused more on the fact that it's Saturday. No, Gee, the father loves this man and this man is sick and I'm here and the power to heal is here and it doesn't matter that it's Saturday. He released healing into the man and the man was healed. Listen, when you walk with the Holy Spirit and you let the Holy Spirit lead you, the Holy Spirit will break you away from rites and religion, rituals and routines and being legalistic. And you will just do whatever the Holy Spirit, and he will cause you to love other people unconditionally, without prejudice, without judgment, reflecting on the love. You will be in a conduit of God's love and God's light in this world. Say amen to that. All right. Number six, I only have two more. This is a lot for this morning, but I'm excited about it. Number six, God expects you to do whatever the Holy Spirit leads you to do without regard for judgment or the criticism of men. And so Jesus healed the man, knowing that the Pharisees were right there. Jesus healed the man, knowing that it was Saturday and they were going to say something about it. Jesus healed the man, knowing that it was going to lead to additional criticism. They already didn't like him. And so it was going to lead to more criticism. Listen, when you're led by the Holy Spirit, you got to do whatever the Holy Spirit leads you to do without regard for the criticism or judgment of others. Put in the chat, say, I'm a God pleaser, not a man pleaser. I'm a God, listen, I would rather be in sync with God, even though it may seem like I'm out of sync with the people down here in this world. I have to please God. Put in the chat, I please God. My desire is to please God. My desire is to do whatever the Holy Spirit leads me to do. And it may mean, watch this, because people criticize what they do not understand. It may mean that you're criticized. It made me, let me, let me just say, people will criticize you for anything. Let me just say this real quick, and then I'll move on to my last point. Because of who we are, Isabella and I, because of what God has called us to do, part of our ministry, and because we were raised in poverty, and God delivered us from that, part of our ministry is to minister to other people and to, and to inspire other people and to give them a glimpse or image of the grace life or what it looks like to walk in the love and grace of God and how God can deliver you from your circumstances, no matter what those circumstances are. As a result, because of that's part of our ministry, then God leads me to be very public, even on social media. We were just in Thailand and I'm posting all of these pictures. Now, I know people personally that, will, that have talked about me and, and, and some have the, the courage or the boldness to say, hey man, why do you do that? Like, I mean, like that's not, I mean, you putting your life out on display, but you can't, you don't know of all of the testimonies of people that have said, man, 
I'm dreaming on another level. Like someone just put uh, uh, this week, man, I've never even taken my kids outside of the state, much less outside of the country on, on a vacation. So thank you for inspiring us to dream bigger, to be who it is that God has called us to be. Listen, my point is I have to do what God leads me to do. Now, sometimes that will lead to criticism. Sometimes people are like, man, Rick is just you know, full of himself. Rick, Rick, Rick is just doing this to, to be seen. Rick, no, you, you don't know why I'm doing it. I'm doing it because I'm led by the Holy Spirit to do it. And if you don't understand it, people will criticize what they don't understand. And I have to be okay with that. Look, I love you and I have to keep going. I cannot be moved by people. I can only be moved by God. Say amen to that. <laughs> All right, number seven. And, and finally, last point. And then I'll let you go for today. Last point. Put amen on that one. All right, last point for today. Number seven, Jesus confronted the hypocrisy of the religious leaders of his day. At the end of the day, you don't want to be a hypocrite. Jesus confronted the hypocrisy. Jesus used this miracle, the healing of the man with edema, to confront the hypocrisy of the religious leaders of his day. These people were supposedly the godly people, and they had no consideration for, for people that really needed you know, to, to be delivered. And so he used this question, and I love it. He silenced everybody. He was like, what if your son or your animal fell into a ditch and it just so happened to be Saturday? Come on. Are you really going to leave them there and say, I'll be back tomorrow? Of course not. And if you would do that, then you, then why would you not? If you're going to criticize me for healing this man on a Saturday, you're being a hypocrite because you wouldn't let your son or your animal stay in a ditch all night. Like if you have the power to do something just because it's Saturday, you're not going to leave them in a terrible condition just because it's the Sabbath. If you have the power to do something about their condition and get them out of their condition, you're going to do it regardless of the fact that it's Saturday. And so if you would do that for your son, then I'm going to do this for this man. And if you criticize me, you're being a hypocrite. At the end of the day, we don't. God doesn't want us to be hypocritical. God, God wants us. And, and as I close, let me just say this. You got to check your own heart. And this is something that we all have to do. Put, put in the chat, I will check my own heart. You got to check your own heart against being a hypocrite yourself. As a believer, we want to have genuine care and concern and compassion for other people. And what you don't want is to be that person that has a fish on the back of their car, that person that has a scripture on their email signature block, that person that's like Jesus, 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 talking about Jesus all the time, but you don't personify the love of God or the grace of God. You don't want to be that person. You don't want to be a hypocrite. So if there's a situation where your audio doesn't match your video, if there's a situation where what you say and what you do are not aligning to the things of God, there's too much of you in the way. You have to die to self. Put in the chat, I am dying to self. You have to check your own heart, die to self, because the more dying you do, the less of you will be in the way. And when the Holy Spirit lives through you, then you will always be congruent. You, you will be a man or woman of integrity. Your audio will match your video and your video will match your audio. You will do, you, what you say and what you do will all be in alignment with God, his word, and his will for your life. Say amen to that. Success is not a matter of more trying. Success is a matter of more dying. Say amen to that. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I, want you, I said a lot this morning. I want you to lift up your voice and declare this over your life. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. I am learning the importance of the role of the Holy Spirit in my life. I am dying to self daily so the Holy Spirit can live in, with, and through me. The Holy Spirit 
leads me to walk in your love, to be moved by your compassion, and to break away from performance-based religion. I am not focused on rules. I live by your grace, walking in your love, being led by your spirit every moment of every day. Living this way, I declare that my audio will match my video and vice versa. Greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Please, what, Tomorrow I'm going to have another one. So please apply it and prosper. Now, if you're not getting my messages, you're not getting my notes. Like the notes for today, these are good notes, right? Dealing with hypocrisy, dealing with this, this whole miracle. You should get the notes. Sign up and get the notes. You get the notes for free. So go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. I hope that you enjoyed today's word. I'm glad to be back. I thank God for you. I appreciate you. Thank you for allowing me to speak into your life on a daily basis. Tomorrow, we're going to deal with another miracle, I believe, unless the Holy Spirit leads me to come back. And then we're going to get into this miracle of Lazarus, and that we're going to be there for a while. I trust that you're enjoying this series. Help me. I want you to do two things. Leave me some comments in the chat right now if this message was a blessing to you, and then share this message on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity, and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, we have several books and products on rickpina.co. These are products designed to help you grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have apparel there that will help you represent the grace life. Thank you so much for being a blessing to us. And we pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.